Now the excitement's building to the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. So many stories. Have you come across the husband and wife, not team within the Olympics, but both with a Canadian figure skating background, uh, Megan Duhamel and head coach Bruno Marcotte. Megan, with her partner Eric Radford, is a two-time world champion and an Olympic silver medalist in the team event uh, from Sochi 2014. And Bruno is a head coach for the North Korean figure skating duo that's attracted so much attention ahead of this Games. Let's welcome them both on the line. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Thank you. And starting with you, Megan, uh, the Games will be your second appearance at the Olympics. Uh, You will be again with Eric Radford. Is that very exciting for you to to continue that relationship and and hopefully repeat your medal success, maybe even go one better? Yeah, it's it's very exciting. Um, We've been looking forward and we've been motivated by the Olympics for the past four years. We feel like we didn't skate our absolute best in Sochi, and uh, we wanted to continue our skating career until Pyeongchang so that we could go to the Olympics and deliver that absolutely spectacular Olympic performance. And we have a chance to win two medals, uh, a team medal and an individual medal in the pairs event. So it's really exciting. Hopefully we'll be, we'll be coming back from Korea, back home to Canada with a couple of medals. Well, like Russia and in 2014, where there's obviously a passion for skating. Here in South Korea, um, with the Kim Yona era now behind us, there's so much interest in this uh, sport and the various disciplines associated with it. Is this your first time skating here? I've skated in Korea a few times. I went down south in Korea, and it's always been such an amazing experience. Right. I mean, there's a few options where that location might have been. Uh, so, but, but, but you enjoyed your experience here in Korea. I did. And I got to go actually to Pyeongchang last year, one year ago, and skate at the arena that the Olympics will be held at. And we had a very good competition that time, and we're hoping to have even better at this next one. Um, Bruno, if I can come to you, uh, I don't want to leave you in silence there for too long here. Uh, you... you are going to be one of the most talked-about coaches uh, at the Olympics. Um, you are going to be guiding this North Korean figure skating pair, Ryom Taeok and Kim Jushik. Tell us about this process of being a coach to such a highly talked-about couple, having been a skater yourself in the past. Well, you know, it's uh, I, I've been really uh, you know it's 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 a big story for. Uh, for the world in general, but for myself, is it's business as usual because I've in the past I've coached many teams from different countries. Uh, at the World Championship last year, I, I coached a team from uh, uh, Canada. I coached a team from Japan. I also coached a team from South Korea. So um, being in charge of uh, skaters from different countries at the same event. That's something that's not new to me. So I, for me, it's going to be business as usual. I think it's more from um, an outside uh, eyes that's going to be more the big talk. But many people will be surprised when they hear of a, a foreigner coaching a North Korean pair seen as a, as a reclusive nation. But it's certainly not the first time in sport that a foreigner has coached North Koreans. Um, how did well, your relationship come about, though? 
Well, it's, um, I think the way it started is actually the first time I spoke to them was at the Asian Games uh, one year ago when I was there with uh, the South Korean team. And that's the first time we, we spoke to each other. But at the World Championship uh, last year, uh, they approached me and they've told me that they've always been uh, huge fans and huge supporter of uh, Eric and Megan. And they would really love to uh, uh, come and share the, the same training heights as them and the same coaches and the same choreographs. Um, so uh, that's why um, that's when they, they, they asked me if it would be possible for me to work with them and become uh, one of uh, their advisor and one of the, the coaches and their team. So they came to Montreal, spent uh, eight weeks uh, training with me. And it was a fantastic experience for, for myself. Sounds that way. I mean, for you, um, Megan, when you're looking at your competitors uh, at a, an Olympic Games or World Championship or anywhere, wherever it happens to be, d- does it matter to you so much where they're from? Or are you just weighing up their, their merits as an opponent? <laughs> I think that no matter where the athletes are from, their ultimate goal is to become the very best at their craft, whatever sport it may be. So I didn't really see the pair team from North Korea that much different than myself because every morning I wake up and I think, how can I be a better figure skater today? And I think every morning when they woke up, that was, that was their thought and their focus. Um, I've been really, really lucky to, to train with a lot of my competitors. And, you know, when you're competing, you, you want to be the best and you hope the judges will award you first place. But when you're away from the ice, everybody is good friends. And Bruno, again, just staying with this uh, this pair from North Korea, do, do you feel that uh, they, they've got a chance to perform particularly well at, at Pyeongchang? I mean, it's been not necessarily the ideal preparation for them with a question mark over whether they would be involved or not, but they will be there, uh, and you've been coaching them. Do you see medal potential in them? Well, I think they'll be uh, physically and mentally ready because this week they're competing, they're taking part of a competition called the Four Continents, and they're, they've been uh, training for that competition for quite some time. So physically and mentally, they're ready to compete. Um, I think they're, um, they're going to make a great ex- uh, impression because the one thing that people have to understand, these guys are world-class level skaters. You know, they're, um, they, they earn the right to compete at those games by qualifying at the Olympic qualification in Germany last September. Now, are we talking um, a top three uh, finish for this team? Uh, no, right now it's definitely too early in the career to uh, expect um, and going for the medal. But I certainly hope that uh, they're going to go for a top 12 or maybe a top 10 finish at these games. And I think many of us forget what it's like for people inside the world of sport that uh, it's not just about those top three medals uh, for people who are developing their careers or, or even at the pinnacle of their careers a top 10 Olympic finish might be something to be extremely proud of it's certainly something that most of us uh, don't achieve that would be unbelievable and you know when I mean East 25 she's 18 years old um, they're in the pair skating world they're still very young and because they haven't been competing much internationally, um, they, uh, they, they still need more experience. So they're still re- re- relatively new in the world scene, in the international skating scene. So um, I think right now, um, 
to be realistic. You know, if they did top ten, it would be mm. I would be so happy for them. And Megan, for you, uh, perhaps you can give us an insight into the kind of work that's required to maintain this elite level. The difference between a tenth place finish and gold, for example. But because you've already suggested that you didn't feel you'd done your best at Sochi, but that was still silver. Uh, <laughs> what what's the gap? What's the margins? Is it you know, waking up five minutes earlier to do that little bit extra, does that make the difference? I think that there's so much that makes the difference, both both physically and mentally. Um, I think that to be a world-class skater or any uh, athlete to reach the top 10 in the world of your sport, your sport has to be your full-time job. You wake up in the morning and you train. You tra- we train on the ice for two or three hours a day. And then we train off the ice for another two hours a day. And then every day seeing some type of therapist that helps us keep our bodies in line and in check. And then it comes to pay attention to your nutrition, to pay attention to how, how much you're sleeping and that you're resting and recovering properly. And then there's the mental game. You need to, to be so strong mentally when you're, you're out on the ice performing in front of thousands of people and being judged. And I think to be mentally strong, that only comes with experience. The more you compete, the more you learn. And the more you learn, then you grow and you can take these lessons that you've learned and adapt them and become stronger because of them. And Megan, the Olympics clearly is a big goal of yours to to go there and and go one better than than, than Sochi. I think we got that from you today. But, Mm -hmm. But why is the Winter Olympics such a special event for you compared with, you know, world titles and, and other competitions? I think for me, what's special about the Olympic Games is that it unites the world. It, it brings everybody together. Canada will become one to support Canada. Um, all of South Korea will become one to support the South Korean athletes. And I think it's, it has a special power to bring people together and, to change lives when you know I remember as a child watching the Olympics on TV and I would see amazing athletes and amazing performances and you hear so many stories of struggles that athletes went through to reach the Olympic Games and it's inspiring and when I was a child I watched the Olympics and I saw people having these amazing skates and then they would be so emotional and uh, Mm. You know, you got to hear the story of what it took that they got there, what they pushed through, what they went through. And my partner and I have been very lucky. We've been very successful, and we've won every competition that's possible for us to win except for the Olympic Games. It would mean the world for us to have an amazing skate, and if we're rewarded with a gold medal for that skate, it would be absolutely unbelievable. Bruno, have you got any additional message for our listeners as we prepare to host the Winter Olympics here in South Korea for the first time? Well, I, I think, personally, Korea has been so special to me. That's where I did. As an athlete, I, I, I came third at the Junior World Championship. I don't know, it seemed like Korea always brought me uh, luck. It brought me my best souvenir like in my life so far. So, uh, South Korea and Seoul and and uh, the Korean people um, has such a special place for myself. So going to my, my personally, it's my first Olympics, and going 
and it's it could not be any other places than than South Korea. So uh, I'm excited to go back. I'm excited to uh, see old friends, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean it's it's so excited. I, I can't I can't wait. Bruno Marcotte, head coach of the North Korean figure skating team, and Megan Duhamel. Canadian skater who will be going for gold herself uh, at Pyeongchang 2018. Thank you both of you and good luck. Thank you so much. Great Thank to have you. you. Have a great day. Great to have you both with us on the line.